You guys are awesome. Thanks. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why do y'all start laughing when you do that? I have a goal, though. I, one of these days, you're going to be talking to your, like, your relatives, and they're going to say, wow, you sound like you're from the South. That's my goal. Praise the Lord. Today, today I want to talk to you uh, about this subject. It's called peace. And, and I grew up in the 60s, and, and I was a teenager in the 60s, and, and there was this sign that everybody greeted each other with. There you go, brother. And, and you'd greet each other with this sign. It was the peace sign. And, and so when I was in a band back then and grew my hair out long and thought it was cool, and, and we traveled around and played music and rock music and all this. But, you know, one thing that I did notice about it, that the real hardcore people that were like you'd call a hippie, that they really didn't have any peace at all. There was no peace in their hearts. They were angry, in fact. And, and, you know, they'd give you that sign, but they were really angry. There was a lot of protest in those days. Perilous times, almost like the times we live in today. Perilous times in Second Timothy chapter 3. So I, I just, after, just before I even left the building the other day, I felt like the Lord told me I want you to talk about peace. So that's what I'm going to do today. Praise the Lord. You know, peace is probably the most valuable commodity that we can have today in the times that we live in. You know, there's all kinds of talk about, you know, global warming, global warming and all these things. And my wife was telling me the other day that, that yeah, I guess, was it Anchorage? It was 95 degrees or it was something like that. More, you know, it was the temperature was higher than ever. And so, so there was these two ladies and they were talking about global warming. <laughs> and so, so anyway... I guess it was slow at the store or whatever. But but I said, you know, I wish I'd have been standing there and I, and I would have told them, you know, you ladies need to start walking to work because I know you burn gas in them cars. You're causing this. But she wouldn't do that. I would, but she wouldn't do that. Hallelujah. Here's what peace is. The, the Greek word's irene, and it means this, state of rest, quietness, and calmness. An absence of strife means this. It means tranquility. It generally denotes a perfect well-being. Irene includes harmonious relationship between God and men, between men and men, and it affects nations and families. Jesus says the Prince of Peace gives peace to those who call on him for personal salvation. Hallelujah. He gives you peace. When you called on him to, to ask him to come on the inside of your heart, peace came on the inside of you. Hallelujah. So today, I hope we can find out how to activate it. Now, in Luke chapter 21 and verse 25, it says, And there will be signs in the suns. This, this could be talking about the end times, or it is the end times, and maybe it, it, we're in the end times. I don't know. But it says this, there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of the nations and perplexity. I, I'm sorry, let me say that again. Distress of nations, of the nations, and perplexity. The word, uh, those two, distress and perplexity, means this, that there are no answers. And it goes on to say this, 
that the sea and the waves roaring. Now, when Jesus usually uses a word like sea, he's talking about people. And so he, here, sea means people, and waves means unrest among the people. And then, and then he says, and, and men's hearts failing them from these things which are coming in the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Men's hearts failing means this. There's a Greek word that's phobos, and it means terror. It's where we get our word terrorism. And, and it means they're fearful about things to come. Fearful about things to come. But it says, then we will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Isn't that good? Now, that's the good news right there. In verse 28, it says this. Now, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your, redre- your redemption draws nigh. Why do we look up? Because we know this. Our hope is in God. And, and, and so we can look up and we can know, even with all the turmoil in the world right now, we, can, we have hope on the inside of us, and hope can give us peace. Amen? Um, what we put our f- focus on determines whether we have peace or not. There's a lot of people today that are looking for peace. Everybody's looking for peace. A lot of people are drug addicted, and they drink alcohol, and they're all looking for peace. But Jesus promises us peace. We know the answer. Jesus is coming back. Do you believe that? He is coming back, you guys. And so that's what we need to focus on, Jesus. And when we do that, we can have peace in our mind and our heart. I, you know what? I, I was preparing this message this week, and, and uh, it was just in our home. It's just Rhonda and I now and our puppy. But we, there was no peace. And just the normal grind sometimes of life causes turmoil in our life. It was just really hard to have peace. And, and so finally, the, the, what happened is Friday, I'd, I'd taken the dog. She was cooking breakfast, and I took the dog for a walk. And when I walked in the back door, she looked at me, and she said this. I just got to think different. And it was like, and, and what I do is I'm a man, okay? <laughs> and, and what men seem to do, or, or that's what I tend to do this, and, and I'm not trying to stereotype anybody, but what we do is we deal with it on the inside. Don't bother me, honey, I'm dealing with it, you know? But I, I didn't say that, but when she said that, it was like this something broke on the inside of me, and I just began to preach to her this message, this message that God had put in my heart for this week. And, and it was amazing. So she, we just kind of preached to each other. And, and, and she called me later in the day, and she says, you know, something changed this morning. And, and, and it was, I mean, it was really, it was really an attack because I don't think that, that the enemy wanted me to speak to you guys today about this. And even after the first service, a lot of people told me, they said, you know what, I really needed that. We need peace, don't we? Amen. In John 14 and verse 25, it says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance 
all things that I have said to you. Hallelujah. You have the mind of Christ. Peace I live with you, or peace I leave with you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I go to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Now, he, what he told them is he said, I'm going to go away, but he said, I'm going to come back. I mean, he was giving them hope there. But what he also said in, in this passage here is that I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit so while I'm gone, you can have peace. And, and so peace is not natural. I mean, I, you know, I, I shared this at the end of the service last time, but I didn't grow up in a family where, where we didn't have peace. It was, it was really, there was a lot of stress in our home. Back then, I didn't even know what stress was. I didn't even know anything about it. But there was stress in our home because my dad was on the road a lot. And my mom was, her favorite saying was, I'm as nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof. And she was, too. And her being nervous made her real agitated. She was agitated easy. And she was anxious for things all the time. And we, we kind of tiptoed around her because we didn't, we didn't want to upset her. And she used to have these migraine headaches, and, and we really wouldn't be around her then because she just didn't have peace. <laughs> I remember she, she smoked cigarettes like crazy. And, and even it wasn't too long till she went to heaven that she had to quit smoking cigarettes because they ruined her. I mean, they really wrecked her body. But she would she'd have that old long, one of them big long cigarettes, and she'd say, you know, one of these days I'm going to quit smoking when things, when things, uh, how'd she say, when they, they begin to, to uh, settle down. That's the word. She said, when they settle down, I'm going to quit smoking these things. And then she'd, she'd puff on that sucker and it'd go whoosh. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> it is like she'd smoke a whole cigarette at one time. Wow. So, so, see, it's not natural for us. And, and so, but the Holy Spirit, when you get born again and when you receive, I mean, you get the Holy Spirit when you get born again. And you get what Jesus has for you. And part of that is peace. The, the peace of God is easy to get and it's hard to lose. But the peace that the world gives is hard to get and easy to lose. It really is. Why is that? Because, because in the world, whether you have peace or not depends on your circumstances. Everything's going good. Hey, I have peace today. But what about when you're challenged? You have a bad day. Well, we can still, we can have peace on the inside of us even if everyone around us is, is in turmoil. We can. Because that's what God, I think I'll throw this thing in the floor. Did I do that? Okay. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter the circumstance. I'll just do it this way. Romans 14 and verse 17 says, The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You can tell how close someone is by the level of peace that they carry around. The closer we walk with Jesus, the more peace that we're going to have on the inside of us. Romans 15 and verse 13 says, Now may the God of, of hope 
fill you with all joy and peace. Everybody say peace. peace. In believing. See, our job, God supplied all these things for us, and we just have to believe that he did it for us. So we believe. Lost my place. There it is. That you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.22. We used to sing this uh, song in children's church about this. And, and uh, I didn't do this first service, but I think I will this time. And, and it was, it's about the fruit of the Spirit. You guys know about the fruit of the Spirit. And, and so we'd sing it this, this way. It'd go, orange you glad we love Jesus. Get it, orange? Orange you glad he loves you. He's a peachy keen savior now. And I'll never be blueberry blue. His power makes me bananas. He's the apple of my eye. It's apparently clear in his word. He gave us strength when he died. Peace, I'm sorry, peace when he died. And it says, I got a fruit of the Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Meekness and temperance. Meekness and temperance. Well, it's had a big ending. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I taught that to kids, and, and it's amazing how they learn that. They learn those things by singing that song. And I sing that song sometimes to, my, to myself because... because it helps me. We need to have peace. You know, the Bible says this in Galatians. Uh, I'm sorry, in Isaiah 9, 6, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. In Hebrews six twenty, it says, Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek, in, in Hebrews 7, 2, it says Melchizedek, and, and he's called the Prince of Salem. The word Salem means print, uh, means peace. Even Jerusalem, it's made up of J-E-R-U, which is Jeru, and then Salem. And this J-E-R-U means the city. That's, that's what it means, and then the back of it is peace. So Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and one of these days he's going to reign forever in a city called the City of Peace. Amen? Amen. To me, that's just really encouraging that, that we have this. And right now, he lives on the inside of us. God is a God of peace. We need to remember that. He never motivates us with fear. Never. And, and you know, the byproduct of, of fear are two things that I can think of right off, and it's anxiety and stress. The number one reason why people go to the doctor in the United States is because of stress. And the number one, thats again, it's the number one reason why people get medication in the United States today is because of stress. Now, I found this out about anxiety and stress are from a spirit, and it's called an orphan spirit. And, and, and basically, when you have this spirit on you, you, you think that you have to do everything for yourself because you don't have anyone taking care of you. But here's the deal. Father, we have a Father, God, who cares about us. He cares if we're, if we're happy or we're sad, if we're successful. If we're, he cares about us. So we can have peace and not be stressed out. And, and I read this other thing this week that that kids who grow up in a home where their dad is peaceful and their dad is, 
you know, stable, that they have, I don't know how many more percent it was, chance of being successful in their life because they had a stable upbringing and they had a peaceful, they had peace in their home. You know, I, I determined this when there was a lot of things in my home that I didn't like as a kid. And when I got saved, I, I learned all these things that it didn't have to be that way. So when I became a father, I decided that it was going to be different in our home. And Rhonda and I both, we came from like beer-drinking wild families. And so we decided that we wanted to do something different. We wanted to pass it on to our children. We made that decision. So, so the thing that we learned right away is it's things like love and joy and peace. And we've been so excited about that. God wants us to be led by peace. Amen? He really does. So I have four reasons to walk with God, the God of peace. And the first one is this. God is how, or I'm sorry, peace is how God guides us. In Colossians 3.15, it says this. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. That word rule means this. It means govern. It means rule. It means sway. And it means navigate. And, and when I was reading him the other day, I was just looking at him. You know, he wants to be the governor or like the leader of our heart. He wants to govern the way we act and the way we live. And, and rule, it reminded me of the Word of God. The Word of God is, is the standard in which we live. And sway, that he, wants to, he wants to sway the way we think in our minds. That we think on things that are just, honest, true, pure, virtuous, and praiseworthy. He wants to sway the way we think. And, and then the last one was uh, navigate. He wants to guide us, the guide inside, the Holy Spirit. He wants to lead us through every single day and help us with everything we say and everything we do. Amen? Amen. Verse 16 says this. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. It's right after that. So when we pray, we pray the word of God, and then we wait on God's peace. Hallelujah. It seems like just a few years ago, but it was 25 years ago next month, that, that uh, actually 26 years ago, we were invited to come here by the pastor of this church at that time. And... and <clears throat> We were here on a, on a trip to visit another person who was on staff here. We went back. He called me, and he said, you know what? I want you to come here, and I want you to work for me. And, and so, so when I started thinking about it, I wasn't sure about it. I had a little unsure. I was a little unsure about it, but everything was, was wrong about it. I just knew that, that, that it wasn't right, but... In fact, I told him, I called him, and I said, hey, we're not going to come. And he says, okay, you know, I'm fine with that, but I want you to know this, that that opportunity will never come around again. I understand that, sir. But it came around again the next year. And he offered it to me this time. And, and you know what? I, I felt different about it on the inside. I, it was, I felt like I, I had peace. I had peace on the inside, but also God gave me a word. And it says, and it was in, in, in uh, Psalm 37, verse 23, 
It's, it's the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So I had his peace, and then I had this other word, and it was in John chapter 10 and verse 27. It was, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And so I got peace. I got peace on the inside. And, and we were able to, I mean, you know, even like our pastor, he, he did not support us. In fact, he said something I'll never forget. He said, if you were supposed to leave, God would have told me. Which I went, what? God talks to you for me? What are you, my priest? But, oh, that was mean. I shouldn't have said that. Boy, that did not come out first service. Sorry, Charlie. Okay. 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 Now, now li- listen, if the Bible tells us not to do something, then we don't do it. Amen? Yeah, if, if he tells us not to do something. But most of the time in our life, the decisions we make are led by the peace in our heart. Even sometimes when everything looks right and we don't have peace on the inside of us, we just don't do it. Now, I believe this. I believe that if you don't have peace or if you have peace, both, both of those, those feelings, they're tangible. You know it. If you do something... You know, just recently I was, I was engaged in a conversation and I was just really engaged in it, yak, yak, yak. And all of a sudden I just went, whoa, the Holy Spirit. I knew that, that it's called a check in your spirit and I knew it's time for me to shut up, you know. But a lot of times when you're going to make a decision, you either know you have peace or you know that peace is not there. And when you're married... It's really important that when you're going to do something major that both of you have peace. Unfortunately, there was a time in our life when, when, when uh, we needed a van because we had a little family. And, and, uh, and we went shopping and we found this van. And I thought this van was cool. You know, I don't think vans are necessarily cool. Okay, <laughs> don't give me, I like pickups. But, but anyway, for the time... For the time, there was a van, and, and, and my, my thoughts was, or they were this, that our budget says we can afford this. Everything looked good, in other words. But my wife didn't have any peace about it. In fact, she was really upset about it. She said, I don't think we're supposed to do this. And, and, and I, I, I did it anyway. I said, you know what? I just want you to be blessed, honey, and have this van. A couple of days later, she even called me and said, let's take it back. And I'll just say this. It's the worst decision that I've ever made in my life. It was a terrible decision. You know, the, the uh, consequences for me doing that without us being in agreement, were they were, they were really not good. Number two, peace eliminates fear and anxiety. Philippians 4, 6 says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, underline that word guard there. Guard means this, number one, to guard, but it means this, protect by a military guard to prevent hostile invasion hallelujah we have a hostile adversary don't we amen anxiety is not a condition it's a choice 
And we can choose not to be anxious. It's important for us to guard our heart. Now, we can, when we pray, it brings peace. And I remember there were times when, when, when I prayed and we pray and we can even be a witness to others or we can be a peacemaker. Uh, you know, I worked in that, that Longmont Christian School for a lot of years and, and there were times when I had to have parent-teacher conferences that weren't scheduled, okay? We have them, you know, the first of the year and the end of the year, and everybody's happy. But when usually, if you have one just like on a Tuesday, I mean, usually it's, it's going to be stressful. So, so when I learned this after a while, what I had to do was is pray. And I would say, Lord, I thank you that you give me peace in my heart, in my mind. Lord, I'm dependent on you. Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace. And not only that, I want to be calm. I just want to have a calming effect on these, on these two, okay? And, and, then, and then the third thing is I want to be a peacemaker. A solu- I want to give a solution. I want to be able to work this thing out. And it was amazing how many times that, you know, like in, in situations like that, that when I prayed that, when they entered in that room, peace, peace was in that room. <laughs> One time, though, this guy walked up to me, and he's really like a mild-mannered guy usually. And so I was just walking down the hall minding my own business. No, I, I was not minding my own business. I was pestering everybody probably. <laughs> but, but, but this guy just comes up, and he, all of a sudden he's right here. And, and I mean, he's mad. And so, and I'm looking at him, and he's, you know, he's really close. And, and, uh, and he starts really, he was going, rrr, rrr, rrr. he was kind of growling at me. He said, why did you let that kid call my son up, you know? And I said, I didn't know he did. And he said, well, he did. And, uh, you know, and he just kept getting closer. He said, I want to know what you, you're going to do about it. And by this time, I'm kind of leaning back. My first thought was to choke him. I'm just being honest, okay? I thought about it for a second, but then, but then I, I just, the peace of God took over. And, and you know how you, you know, man, I, I, could feel, I could feel my blood in my face, all of it. And, and so, but I was able to have peace. Hallelujah. If you don't have peace, then you're vulnerable to the devil. And, and we was able to work that out. Amen. Thank God. Number three, peace helps us to be a witness. Ephesians 6.15, and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We need peace in our hearts so we can help other people. Actually, peace is quite attractive to the unbeliever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was thinking of a, this, this one time my sister... She just got saved a couple of years ago, and I'm so glad. She rededicated her life. But I remember we were dealing with my mom, and she was very sick. And, and she goes, how do you do this? It affects you very different. And, and I was sad. We were dealing with my mom, but I told her, I said, it's the peace of God. And it, that helps me get through these things. Hallelujah. The world is looking for peace today through money and cars and things and substances. But we have what they're looking for. I love stories, so I'm going to tell you another one. (laughs) 
we, we used to have these things called camp meetings here. And, and so when there was a camp meeting in here, I was the children's pastor, so we had camp meeting for the kids. And, and uh, this one particular week, it was just wild in here. And, it, you know, people were getting healed and blessed, and, and it was just so cool. So what we decided we would do is we would do the same thing. We would just, you know, we had a Holy Ghost meeting all those nights. And so it was so cool. Kids got saved. Kids got direction. Kids got healed. And it was it's so awesome. So afterwards, the next, after, at the end of it, I said, you know what I think I'll do? I'm going to ask for permission. And I want to take the whole team out to somewhere, and we're going to eat. Let's have a dinner. So we set a date, and I got permission. And we went to Johnny Carino's. It, it used to be here. I think that was the name of it. And, and so we're all sitting at this table, and, and, uh, and we're all, I mean, we just, we're happy anyway because of the things that happened. But we just started, actually, we just kind of got a little bit out of control because we were just, we were talking and laughing, and we were loving on each other, and it was amazing. And so the, the, the server came up to me, and he said, uh, sir, he said, uh, I, know, I know you guys didn't order drinks, but have you been drinking before you, before you came? And I told him, I just started laughing. I said, no, nah, we don't drink. We, we, we have joy on the inside of us, and we have peace on the inside of us. We have Jesus on the inside of us. And you know what? It's important for us to just embrace that. We don't have to be like the world, you guys. And I, I, I just love living for Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Number four, peace opens doors to influence others. said that a minute ago. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 9, it says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Luke 10 verse 3, it says, go, Jesus said to, to his disciples, Go your way, behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals. Greet no one along the road. But whatever house that you enter, first say peace to this house. And, this, and if the son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it'll return to you. Hallelujah. You know, back then, everybody greeted each other with the word shalom. And, and I believe we can still do that. We can bring peace to any house that we enter into. And any situation that we have a part of, we can bring peace to it. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is peace. I want to read this story to you. It's in Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. It says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, This is Jesus, let us cross over to another side to, to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other Little boats also with him, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat, in, beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern. I found out what stern was last service. It, that means the rear of the boat or the back of the boat. We always just called it the back. But, but uh, <laughs> actually, this man came up to me, and he said, I was in the Navy on a... And he was on a big boat, and he said, and, and on this boat, it was called the aft. So I don't know why they picked stern. You could have said aft. I don't even know why I'm talking about that. But, <laughs> but he was in the back of the boat. 
He was asleep on a pillow. I'm sorry. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care for perishing? When he arose and rebuked, then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? I love this statement. It says, And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can, who can this be? Even that even he, the wind and the sea obey him. Hallelujah. I have a question for you. Why couldn't they calm that sea? I know the answer, so I'll help you. You know, you know what was on the inside of them? A storm. The same thing that was happening around them was happening on the inside of them. And so you can only give away what's on the inside of you. Jesus, after he woke him, after they woke him up, what was in him? He's the Prince of Peace. And he went, Peace, be still. And the waves calmed. Freaked them out, too. I like that part. They, were, they feared ex- exceedingly. But that's who he was. I just thought of this. He lives in you. Amen? And he lives in me. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm going to give you five things that are essential foundations for peace. Number one, be submitted to the Lord Jesus. You can call him. You know, Jesus said this. You call me Lord, Lord, but I don't even know you. And he says, if you really, if I'm your Lord, then you should obey my commandments. It's important for us to be submitted, not just say we are, but submitted to Jesus. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Amen? The Prince of Peace. James 4, 7 says that when we submit to God, then we resist the devil. God wants to help us do it. Hallelujah, because when we do that, our will is lined up with God's will. Praise the Lord. If you're submitted to God, then you, then you just pray, which means me, leads me to the next one. Have your mind set on God. Number one, be submitted to the Lord Jesus. Number two, be, be diligent. Oh, wait, I'm, I skipped one. Number two is diligent to pray. I'm glad I looked back. Amen. Philippians 4, 6 says that we have to uh, pray about everything. And, and when we pray, we pray the word of God. It's important for us to remember this, that we transfer the burden that's on the inside of us, we transfer it to him when we pray. In, in, in uh, 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Cast your care on him because he cares for you. Remember a couple weeks ago, I took the offering, and, and uh, I think it was the offering, uh, no, communion. And I talked about that burden bearer, Jesus. One of the four faces of God was the calf, and he is our burden bearer, so we don't have to carry it. Amen? God wants to help us. He really does. So that leads me to number three. Have your mind set on God. Isaiah 26 says this, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind stayed on you because he trusts in you. Hallelujah. Let me give you a little advice. And I think this will help you. 
don't watch too much news on TV, okay? Too much, I don't care what station, Fox News or any of them. I, I, a long time ago, it was back during, there was this, this guy who was president that I didn't vote for. And, and, uh, and I mean, I don't mean anything, I just didn't vote for him. But, but he, he, there was this guy called Rush Limbaugh. I think he's still around. And Rush Limbaugh, every day, was, was just hammering him, you know, just always, all the time. And the more I listened to that, it, I, after, after a while, I just thought, you know what, I feel, I'm angry. I'm angry at the government. I'm angry at the president. And, and so, you know what I did? I turned it off. I started listening to music. It, because, and here's the deal. If we listen to that all the time, you're going to be angry too. There's this lady that, that she was in our church for years, and, and uh, she, she finally couldn't come to church anymore, but, but there's a ministry in our church called Homebound, and, and so there's this group of ladies that, that, and men, men who go see people who can't come to church and minister to them every month. It's really cool. So, but every once in a while, um, they'll, they'll ask me if I'll go visit somebody. You know, this person needs a visit from you. Because you need, there's something to have a question or you need to do that. So I went to see this lady and, and, and she had Fox News going. And, and man, she was on a rant when I walked in there. And, and you know what? She watched Fox News from, from first thing in the morning, click or click. And, and she watched it till she went to bed at night, turned it off. And she was a grouch. I mean, she was just a grouch. And so, so two stories about that. You've got to really be careful what you put on the inside of you. It could mess with your peace. Amen. And, and her, her, her son, he came, and, and uh, he ended up taking her to where he lives. He moved her down there, and she was kicking and screaming all the way. But, but uh, when he got down there, he made her start reading her Bible every day. And, and he says, man, she's a whole lot different now. I wonder what we need to do. Depend on the Holy Spirit's number four. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Here I go again. Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. The Holy Spirit is like this. How many of you drive a car or a pickup? Or a, you might have a van, and I think that's cool. <laughs> but but, uh, but that, every car has an engine. And on the inside of that engine, there's a substance called oil. And, and that oil can make that engine just do amazing things. In Texas, we call it oil. <laughs> hey, I need to change my oil. But, but uh, you have this oil on the inside. And, and, uh, and it, as long as it's full of oil, it's, it works, right? But what if you, if you ever had a car that burned a lot of oil? I mean, when I was a kid, I, it, you know, there was a saying that I had to pull into the gas station and say, check the gas and, and fill it up with oil because it was that bad, you know. And, and you can usually tell those kind of cars because they smoke a little bit. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is that oil on the inside of us that keeps us running smooth and acting like we're supposed to act. Amen? Amen. Okay, I'm almost done. You guys are a great audience, by the way. Uh, and the last one is praise and worship. 
Isaiah 61.3, it says, put on the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. You know, a garment is something you put on. This morning, I put on this shirt. I put on these britches, okay? I put these on, and, and I put on my shoes. You know, we put these on. But what he's saying is put on praise. Put on the spirit of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That means darkness, our enemy again. He, he tries to get us down and, and just, he's so dark. He wants to beat us up all the time. And so what we need to do is we just need to make a choice that we're going to worship God. May I have some tunes? Uh, we got to choose to do that. And, and I've been guilty of it. I don't want to worship God today. You ever argue with the Lord? Don't do it, because you're going to lose. <laughs> and I do argue with him sometimes. I, I say, I don't want to do that today. And he always says, go do what I told you to do. I don't want to, like a rebellious little kid. But, but I always do what he says. And you know what? When he says worship God, something happens on the inside, even when you just have to do it by faith. You begin to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I just appreciate you so much. So much, Lord, I thank you for the life that you've given me. Lord, you are my God, and you give me peace and joy and hope. You bless me in every way. I can do all things through you, Lord. I worship you today. And pretty soon, that attitude that you have, that you did have, is turned into a different attitude. An attitude of gratitude. An attitude of peace. An attitude of praise. An attitude of victory. An attitude that you know that you can do all things through him who strengthens you. Amen? Hey, listen. Don't let the devil mess up your peace. Just don't do it. you got to stop him. You know, we have a weapon that's amazing. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And here's what, you know, it's good for you to, I don't know, man, it was just so good. When Rhonda and I were talking on Friday, oh, she, she said that word, it was like, bloop, a switch. And I just began to go, wow, that's what I, I all week long. And, and it was amazing. It, the way these work sometimes, if I'd have been about, I'm glad I wasn't talking about joy today, I might have been sad all week. But the thing is, is Friday something happened. We changed. We decided that we were going to have the peace of God on the inside of us. Anxiety is, is a decision. I'm not going to be anxious for anything. Stress is a decision. Stop it. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, I want to pray for you this morning. And, and uh, I guess we'll just go eat. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, I lift up my family here. Father, I just thank you for the spirit of family that's in this place. I'm so thankful, Father God, that I have these brothers and sisters that love me, and I love them. And, it's, and Father, we love you. You're our dad. We have a dad who loves every single one of us. Father, I just thank you. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you bless us this week. I pray over marriages. That's been my focus today. I thank you, Father God. I pray for ladies today. And I thank you that they honor their husband. 
I thank you, Heavenly Father, that they pray for him and they submit to him because your word says that. Father, I thank you that they exhort him. I thank you that they say the word of God. They speak the word of God over their husbands. They pray continually for them. And Father, I thank you that when they do that, they see the fruit of their prayers, even after they pray, Father God. And for husbands, that they would love their wife with tenderness, that they would embrace them and just speak your word over their wife and love them so much, just like Jesus loved the church and gave his life for it. I thank you that every husband appreciates their wife, that they continue to just love on them like never before. doesn't matter if they've been married a year or they've been married 50 years. Father, I thank you for that relationship. I thank you for that covenant. It's the coolest thing that we could ever be involved in. I really believe that. I thank you that their love will be a witness for their kids. I thank you that their kids will see the love of God that they share with each other, and their kids will just, they will, they will be loved at the same time. Father, I thank you that they'll know that they're loved because their mom and dad tell them and embrace them. I thank you that kids are obedient to their parents too. Father, I thank you that their parents are strong too, that they teach them, they train them up in the way that they should go. And Father, that's with your word, and your word never departs from them. Father, I thank you for that. Now, I thank you for a good week too, Lord. I thank you that, that on jobs that each and every one of us will be a witness, every one of us, not necessarily but by, by what we say, but it's how we live. I thank you that our light shines everywhere we go. Father, we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you that you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our way. And Father, I thank you that those angels bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. Father, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, I love you guys. And this week, be nice to each other. Okay? Amen. Peace. All right. I'll see you all later.